Hi, welcome to Gas and Go podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Marr, as your host. Epi- this is now episode two. Episode one is currently on SoundCloud. Uh, it's a little unedited, but it makes do. Anyways, okay, so this is episode two, and what we're going to talk about today, uh, we're going to talk about how NASCAR is back, boys and girls. Um, it's great to see that after a 10-week, like, what, 10 weeks, a hiatus, of that our sport has been gone for due to this pandemic that's been going on. And that's what I'm going to discuss. I'm going to discuss how NASCAR's been able to come back and actually, you know, keep these races going on. And to start, well, for one, if you have watched anything recently or have been keeping up with some of the news, there's no fans in the stands. And it's it's weird to watch. It's it's odd to see, odd to say. There's no fans in the stands because, I, because fans are an intricate part of the sport. But it's necessary for that to happen so that way we can keep racing. Now, with no fans on in the screen, not even in grandstands or even in the infield, uh, there have been like reports saying of uh, fans being in the parking lot, you know, on like on the property, but not in in the in the track area. But with that being said. We still have we still have a show being put on. We have racing, folks. How else is NASCAR uh, being allowed to do this with a pandemic going on, COVID nineteen? Well, for starters, they're still abiding and respecting this, the social distancing. You know they're doing their best, they're staying six six feet six feet away six feet away from each other. Uh, well. Everyone on the crew, like crew members, everyone there are wearing masks, wearing face coverings, uh, even drivers up until the point that they have to get into the car. And something's got something's massive that drivers are wearing. It's kind of cool. And like Denny Hamlin there on what on Wednesday night um, at Darlington, he um, he was wearing a, a mask that you know resembled a smile. It's a little creepy, but it's kind of funny at the same time. I don't know. Got to make light of something like light of the tough situation that we're, that we're living through here. So we got to have some laughs. And, and it's kind of cool. It's kind of a neat experience having the, the way that we're, we're showing these races with no fans. Nothing really else going on. But this is almost a similar situation as to... I don't know, almost like the 1979 Daytona 500, you know? An entire snowstorm wipes out half the East Coast cable networks, and everyone's only able to tune into uh, the Daytona race that's going on. And so we get a new fan base. And I believe that's a very similar situation that we're into right now is, you know, Currently, there's no other sports being put on. Uh, there's really only two choices. There's golf and there's NASCAR. And, I don't, well, I don't know too much about golf and how they're handling this, this situation, but 
you know, math goes back. People are, are going to watch it. And you never know. Yeah, maybe some people aren't going to be too inclined to keep watching after after this. But, you know, maybe we'll have a new new fan base joining us. We'll have brand new fans. You never know. Like, it's, it's you know, and now, now talking about it and saying how NASCAR's back, we get into, you know, our first race back being Darlington. And it's a, it's a weird situation because we had to they had to cancel three races that were coming up, um, Chicago Land Richmond, and what was the other one? It was I forget what the other one was now, off the top of my head. But it's Darlington's an interesting place to start. You know, Demigaiitis. You know, and they're not they were not allowed to practice or even qualify for these races. So they had to see. Did the old but shoot at ways drawing from a drawing from a hat, very starting position, and it was just boys have at it, let's go racing, you know, drop the green flag, see what you got. And I mean, first first lap, like third turn, Rick Sanchez Jr. Rex, it's kind of what he's known for nowadays. Apparently, it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that house and why a lot of, you know, everything he does in terms, in terms of racing just turns out to be either a wreck or a spin. It's, but, uh, no, it's, the racing has been getting back. Uh, one thing I will say, though, when ter- in terms of, in terms of the pandemic, and, you know, NASCAR's been doing very well of, you know, making sure there's no fans of, the, fans of the stands because they're not letting any in and keeping, you know, keeping within respectful guidelines of from, from the CDC and and what the government, what their government is, is telling them what they can and can't do. Uh, and they're making best out of a bad situation here. And, you know, some fans, you know, don't like it because, well, they're not keeping kids schedule or whatever. But I mean, just be glad we have racing back, and that's that's all I really care about right now because there's nothing else for me to really talk about. <laughs> but one thing I've had noticed, especially on social media, and looking at like different articles and like pictures, local local short tracks. Um, I don't remember what states they were in or what cities, but it, it was in the U.S. It was in Canada, but it was down in the U.S. I know that. Uh, they're being packed full of people, and if you're trying to, and if in a world during a pandemic, yeah, I know some states are opening back up more, but it's still, whoever these promoters are that are running these races at these short tracks, they're they're not keeping in mind of the safety of not even not all not the drivers, uh, the crews, or even fans. Now, a lot of these fans are probably your stereotypical. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say I don't want to say the word like be stereotypical and saying redneck and whatnot because, you know, it doesn't really apply to me. But a lot of people that I've seen there in pictures, it's like, well, they probably definitely don't understand the consequences of what they're doing. And as much as even. 
in our own society of just going about our day, you know, if you, with things gradually opening up, even like here, here in New Brunswick, things are opening up slowly. We don't really, we have one active case, um, but people are still being as cautious as they can be. Like, it's not something we're joking, we're not joking around here when it comes to this stuff because we're trying to stay safe. But I digress. I mean, you get what you get. I don't know how people are going to survive without, without, I guess, having a little bit of racing that they have to see live in stands. But as a fan, as a spectator, like, like racing is, racing is an expensive sport to get into. Like, just nine times out of ten, you are not going to be like, yeah, let's go race. No, you're going to watch. And which is strange to say, you know, why not watch it on TV? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you have more of a better experience when you're in the stands and the live crowd. But in a, like in a time during this pandemic, we just simply cannot have that. But on with the show. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Darlington. That's where we started. Uh, one time with the first race because they were they to be two races. Uh, one was a five hundred miler, or sorry, four hundred miles long. Uh, on Sunday, May, was it May twenty? What was that date? That was Sunday. May seventeenth. I don't know why my dates are all wrong right now. I can't even think what day it is. Uh, yeah, May 17th. Week after Mother's Day. It. Driver of the Rusties, like I said, Rick Stenhouse wrecked out in the first lap. Uh, with no practice, no qualifying, nothing. Overall, a really good race. A lot of close, a lot of coats, a lot of close, like two, three wide. You know, on a, on a track that you can barely even put one and a half cars wide, but hey, they made her sick. Your eventual winner was Kevin Harvick. Uh, we had two. We had a big blunder by seven-time Jamie Jimmy Johnson, uh, who he snuck up on someone in the lap car while leading, got into him, uh, spun into the wall, head on. You know, end of the day, out of the race there. It's a terrible day. But it was the first race. This is wasn't really a necessarily a big moment for everyone else, but I'd say it was a big it was a big day for Matt Kansas. You know, you don't you haven't heard that name in what over a year, almost a year and a half. Yeah, his last race before that May seventeenth race was Homestead twenty eighteen. Homestead 28, yes, yeah, like almost a year and a half. And that was when he was subbing for, for Trevor Bain and a fifth car at Roche, at Roche filming racing. Now, it was a kind of a funny coincidence of how it is, what, how was Matt Kenseth relevant again? Well, it all started with that Kyle Larson incident on, on ice racing. After him using a racial slur, you know, all his all his sponsors, all his current sponsors dropped him. Yeah, no, he had no relationship with 
um, Chevrolet, Chip Ganassi fired him. He's suspended indefinitely by NASCAR. Uh, there, there were reports that Chip Ganassi actually called Carl Edwards first to see if he would be interested in driving, but unfortunately, there's no word of uh, whether Carl is ever going to be interested in racing in NASCAR again. He seems to be loving his life. He's staying retired, and so everything seemed to be like the right opportunity for Matt to come back. Apparently, you know, with, especially with the coming schedule, everything is still relatively close to home. There's no need for him to, to, tra- to do a lot of traveling, per se. Um, and with his kids growing up, you know, they could start seeing him as a racer again because they're, you know, they're almost getting up there. They're like they're like eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. Um, so yeah, so Matt Kansas back in back in the car, the 42 car, but Chip Ganassi racing. And it's also weird, got a little weird thing in a Chevy, uh, Chevrolet. First time he's been in a Chevy since his Bush Series days, back in the 90s. Uh, he's, he's 48 years old. And, I, like I said, first race in almost a year and a half, he got a top 10. He got a top 10. Like, and like, I know that he's been racing like short tracks, um, here and there and in, in Wisconsin and a little bit North in, in North, around North Carolina, I believe as well. Uh, but he, he just went in there and got a top 10. How like shook off the rust after about, you know, first 40 some laps, but you got a top 10. That got, was amazing to watch. It was also the first race back for Ryan Newman, uh, which is still a big story in terms of his recovery from from that uh, vicious wreck at the, at the Daytona 500. But it still astounds me that Matt Kenseth's got a top 10. I, I don't... Oh, it still boggles my mind. It's great. I, like, how... Something clicked there. Uh, the second Darlington race, though, wasn't as kind to Matt. Kent, to Matt, he he finished in like I think he was top twenties, but like middle of the pack there. So not not that great. Uh, Dan, uh, the second Darlington race was uh, was was a five hundred kilometer race. Uh, so still saying it was. You know, the Toyota 500 at Darlington still sounds like a large race, but when it comes to kilometers, eh, not really. <laughs> Overall, it was actually about 300 miles in, in total. Uh, Danny Hamill was, was eventually a winner uh, after a controversial caution involving both Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch, uh, where now I may be a little biased because I am, I am a Chase Elliott fan, but... Kyle Busch misjudged, misjudged a whole a gap, uh, trying to get back in line. Chase happened to be there, clipped his left left rear corner panel, and spun him right into the right head first into the inside wall. The and I know I as much as you you could even like with no fans there, you could even you know sit there on watching TV, you know, and just picture hearing all the boos coming down raining on Kyle Busch 
Now, Chase got out of his car, and he waited for Kyle to drive around, flipped him off, gave him the bird. And what was like, oh my god, payback's coming for this guy. Because, you know, yeah, there was only a handful of laps left, left. He was in a position to, I should say in a position to win, because he wasn't leading the race. He was like around, you know, fourth, fifth. But he was in that group where he could he could get up there and win the race. He was only within 10 laps to go, I believe it was. So, I guess we'll see if we'll ever see some payback down the road for, for Kyle Busch on that, uh, on that aggressive, aggressive misjudgment, I guess. Um, I will admit, Kevin Hart was coming up behind Kyle Busch on like that, on the outside, and so he needed to get, get in the, get in the hole, fill the hole in, but did misjudge it and, and turn, turn Chase Elliott. Uh, one thing I will mention, uh, not too much in the second Darlington race. The first one, though, I think this is this is the best rookie class that the Cup Series has seen in a very long time. Um, two that have definitely stood out: uh, Tyler Reddick. You know, he's back-to-back Xfinity Series championship going, from, like, with Judy Motorsports and Richard Shoulders Racing. Now in the eight-card Cup Series. He had a shot to win at both at, Fon- at Fontana in California and at Phoenix Raceway. I mean, although I think he had a little bad, he had a bad, little bad luck at Phoenix that it, he made him drop back. Anyways, Darlington. He finished in top 10. There, he finished 8th. And, yeah, 6, 7, or 8th. But John Hunter Nemechek, driving to 38 for front row motorsports, that team isn't supposed to get a top 10 at Darlington. They're in, they're in what's, what I like to call, like, the overfunded, underfunded team phase they're getting they're, they're <laughs> it's a funny it's it's kind of funny that like you know typically they are underfunded to where like they're running you know maybe top 30s top 35s constantly but now to the point where they're put they're putting up top 20s putting up top 15s on a more regular basis but top 10 especially at a at a track like darlington raceway you know, the lady in black, the track too tough, too tough to tame, gets a top 10 at his first time ever there. That's incredible. I mean, that was great. That was, that was still race one. Race two, he had some bad luck at getting the wall and finished in the bottom, um, the back end, uh, back end of the field. But it's still a lot to talk about when it comes to that. Like, he's still able to. You know, he'll come back to that track later later this year with experience of these past two races and think and like learn from his mistakes and maybe even, you know, get in a top ten, top five, maybe we'll see, depending on well, of course stuff that happens. But the like with you know, guys like Chris Rebell, Cole Custer, uh 
like I said, Redick, Nemechek, and we also have Brennan Poole, which, you know, it, it's hard to say where guys like Brennan Poole is going to land in terms of the talent, because, you know, watching him in the Xfinity series, Xfinity series for a few years, he he's a good driver, he's got talent, he's a good driver, he's just had misfortune when it comes to getting good rides. Uh, he had the 42 at Chip Ganassi in, in the Xfinity Series. And, of course, the sponsorship fallout um, was a lot of controversy there. Uh, I think Bledo was back in 2017. Yeah. And so we lost the ride for, and we had no ride for about a year, got a few races in the Truck Series. Now he's with, with Premium Motorsports, and if it's a 15 Cup car, he's slated, for, slated to run the whole year in it. Uh, run contend for a rookie year. He's been running pretty cleanly. Uh, I think his main goal is just to, you know, keep it clean. Don't try to push the limit of the of the vehicle, because especially where with that team is underfunded, you you really can't do to do a whole lot to try to better your finishes. You know, you got to set your expectations. You got to. Basically, make sure you run within what your equipment can what your equipment can give you. Because if you try to exceed that, you're gonna blow up, and you really don't want, to, especially in the rookie year, trying to make a lasting impression not only with your current team but for for other teams that can offer you better rides. And. And now that NASCAR is back, I'm like, yeah, I think we're gonna be, we're gonna see a lot of exciting racing for the next few weeks, and with the next couple of races coming up at Charlotte, uh, which I will talk get to talk about uh, hopefully later on this week. But I'm a busy man, so we'll see if I can get around to it. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm just really glad that NASCAR is back. And, I, and we're, we're, have, we have a really good rookie class this year. We're going to see how they do. Um, we're going to try to get all 30, 36 races in by November. And hopefully we can keep on track with most of the schedule. Just because with the pandemic going on. And hopefully at some point we'll see some fans back on track. I don't know how that's going to work. Or or if they're even going to allow it the rest of the year. It all depends on the governments and what their standards on it. Uh, personally, I'm very okay with, you know, the less people getting sick, the better. So if they didn't have fans, it wouldn't hurt me too much with it. Because even looking at the viewership of the first Darlington race, it had the most views uh, of a non-restricted plate track since they, since it was Daytona in 2017, the Daytona 500, of a non-Daytona 500 Daytona race since 2017. That's that's crazy. It was a 40 percent increase than usual. 
I believe it was touted at 6.8 million views. Now, granted, when fans are track, you know, you're obviously going to lose some of that TV viewership. But even then, you know, that's still, what, 150,000 people minus that? So, like, that's still incredible. You're still sitting around 6.5 million views. Like, like it's because nothing else is on, I think, else available. And like I say, say, stated earlier, I think we're going to see we're going to see that resurgence of fans either coming back or new fans coming to watch the sport because because of the pandemic, because nothing else is on. Which you know, granted, sucks for other sports because they're not getting the viewership, not getting the revenue for, revenue and market shares uh, for for advertisements, advertisements, and like their partners and sponsorships. But as as a race fan, seeing people get interested interested in this stuff, it's the best. And on that note, I think this is where I'm going to end it. Um, this is uh, Matt Meyer signing off. Uh, my friends call me NASCAR Meyer. Follow me on Twitter at NASCAR Meyer. Uh, have a good night, folks.